This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Right now, we're going to check in with David Moscroft. He's a political scientist. He's a writer. He has been writing about the crazy ride we've been seeing in B.C. politics. David Moscroft, great to have you on the show this morning. My pleasure to be here. Uh, going into, uh, I think even, uh, when was the last time at the end of a weekend you went into the week thinking, oh my goodness, what's going to happen in the, pol- in the political landscape this week? Because we still don't really know. Not really. I mean, we're mostly waiting around, and we you know, think we know what's going to happen. Christy Clark will call the ledge. She'll get defeated, and the NDP will have a go. But, you know, <laughs> how long is that going to last? Uh, who's going to be the speaker? You know, we're still waiting to find out. Uh, do you think there's any chance, and, and I would imagine uh, the Lieutenant Governor, Judith Gishon, has been thinking a lot about what she's going to do. Uh, given that, that we are kind of uh, in waters that we've not been in before, uh, is there a chance she might come forward or come out and say, there's no stability here, uh, I'm worried about the future of this province, and call another election? That's extremely unlikely. I mean, it's it's possible, but it would be... I can't think of a of a precedent that would match that. Um, I'd say that's the least likely scenario. Uh, usually, you wait, uh, you know, a period of several months before you call another election. It really is the last resort. And at this point, you know, since John Horgan and, and Andrew Weaver have presented a, a credible plan to govern, uh, you know, they, they'd be given that chance once Christy Clark falls. The only way I could actually see an election being called immediately is if nobody will take the speaker's chair. Because you have to have a speaker in order to conduct parliamentary business. Right. So if, if that happens, then we'd have no choice but to have another election. And in that scenario, and, and again, I know there's been a lot of crystal ball scenarios being put forward, but if the Liberals, if it's true that the Liberals have said they are not going to put a speaker forward, so rather than have everything stall, the NDP or the Greens, or they come up with an idea to put somebody forward, does that not put them in a more precarious position, having lost one of their MLAs to the speaker's position? Oh, definitely. It, I mean, it's already a razor-thin minority if the NDP and Greens put together this group to for this arrangement to govern, so that's a problem. You know, it really comes down to if somebody misses a vote for any reason, they're sick, they're stuck on a plane, somebody dies, um, it could be the end of the government, so not ideal. Um, and then, of course, there, it creates another problem, is that the speaker traditionally is meant to be neutral, and is meant to vote to continue debate. And, you know, they don't really like to use a speaker to tie-break, certainly not in favor of the government on, say, a confidence motion. Because it makes the speaker look like they're just another partisan MLA. Um, and that's what's going to have to happen if the NDP or the Greens put someone on the chair. So it's certainly not an ideal situation. It, it does threaten not just the stability of the government, but also the impartiality of the speaker. Uh, what about the scenario, the possibility, even though uh, we are hearing that the Liberals will not put a speaker forward, but what if they were to put a speaker forward and then have that speaker resign when the government falls? Yeah, well, then uh, we'd be in a situation where the NDP and, and Greens would have to to float somebody when uh, if they're going to take over, and uh, you know, same problem. Uh, you know, stability is at risk, um, and, and the impartiality of the speaker becomes, um, uh, you know, also uh, subject to risk. Uh, and you know, once once that happens, you get the sense that you can't really conduct proper business in the legislature because maybe the speaker's in the pocket of the government. You know, and the speaker has an important role, not just managing, you know, debate and so on, but making sure the orders of the House are fulfilled, that everybody's behaving fairly, that the MLAs are um, following parliamentary procedure. 
you know, it, it sort of poisons the legislature. And I'd imagine this is already going to be a pretty toxic environment to begin with. So, you know, it's worth the one big takeaway from this is if the NDP and the Greens do start to govern, they said this arrangement is going to last four years. There's no way that's not that's going to happen. <laughs> Not, it's impossible. It is the one thing that we can all say with confidence about this is it's not, no matter what unfolds, it's not going to last four years. Not a chance. And I, I would say, you know, if I were betting, set the over-under at, say, 18 months, and I would bet the under. Uh, do you? What do you think about the the idea of the deal that was made? Because since that story broke, and we've been talking about it a lot, I've been getting a lot of email, and we've been getting calls from from people who were liberal voters who vote green because they were disgruntled, and they vote green to send a message, but say they never expected that this is how things would unfold, and are quite angry about it. Uh, do you think it was the right move for for Andrew Weaver to form that alliance where he could have? Uh, stopped and, and and went vote by vote or decided kind of kind of went on with his three uh, MLAs uh, himself included and, and picked and, cho- and chosen rather than form an alliance right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, he's in a tough position and you know the truth is historically speaking whenever someone gets stuck in this sort of third party position, uh kingmaker position, they they end up in trouble. You know, because you you sort of wear the failures of whomever you support. You upset supporters across the board, um, and then you risk becoming indistinct. And I think, you know, that was the, the problem with Andrew Weaver going with the NDP, is that he sort of gets folded into the NDP now. Their victories are, are his, sure, but they're the bigger party. Their failures are also his. So he's, he's you know, was never going to get a, a great bargain out of this. I thought he was going to support Christy Clark, but then again, you know, because they work better together since they had. But his supporters desperately wanted him to work with the NDP. So he doesn't care, I don't think, that much about liberal supporters, even though part of the reason I think he got 16% is, like you mentioned, a bunch of them went to him. He knows that he's got a base of 8%. The best he can do right now for his party is to push for proportional representation, to make sure money gets out of politics, and to make sure his base is satisfied with him by taking a run at Kinder Morgan and Site C. And that wasn't going to happen under the Liberals. With the, with the the idea, though, of proportional representation, so in the deal being promised that it will be put to a vote in the next civic election, uh, is that not taking a bit of a risk on the part of Andrew Weaver? Because if proportional representation is not brought in, does his party not become, as you said, it's it's par- now part of the NDP? In, in another, if there's to be another first-past-the-post election, uh, there, th- what's the difference now between if there's a Green candidate and an NDP candidate? Yeah, I mean, I should say I'm a big supporter of proportional representation. I have been federally for a very long time, uh, and I am provincially. That said, I think that the chances of us passing it are pretty low, especially in a municipal election. So, you know, I, I think already he's in a bit of trouble there. Um, I, I think his, his, you know, fundamental base is about 8%, and I think he'll go back down to it. And, you know, people will, will go back to where they voted. They'll go back to their corners in the next election. And, you know, he's, he's not going to pick up any NDP seats, that's for sure. He'd be lucky to hold on to the three that he has. So, uh, you know, essentially, I think he's seen this as his one shot, and so why not? Um, but, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's not going to do him any good unless he happens to get PR. Under that case, it, the voting calculus changes, and then you'll you probably have green support go up a little bit, and he'll start electing more MPs on the regular. But again, I, I just, you know, it's, it's hard to, to pass a referendum to begin with. 
And usually you need what we call salience. People need to know it's important and have a reason why. And I just don't think it's at the front of anybody's mind right now. Uh, we only have about a minute left. Uh, how confident are you that the, it will be the throne speech that takes down the government? Oh, it will, for sure. I mean, barring some bizarre outcome, MPs get sick, they miss the bus, whatever, or die, it'll, it'll be the throne speech. But, you know, that throne speech is going to be, let's say, very generous. <laughs> and that makes very sense. Magnanimous. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's election fodder, right? It's all just more for her to prep for the next election. We will uh, have another fun week in politics this week coming up, I'm sure. David, thank you so much for joining us. It's always uh, good to have you on the show. Great to chat with you. Great to chat with you, too, anytime. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.